Hey, beautiful people. This is Say It With Your Breast podcast, where we commune to listen to, learn with, and love on some of Louisiana's amazing female founders. We're all just navigating through business, relationships, and self-discovery. This is a no-judgment zone where everyone is empowered to speak up with conviction. As the Kevin Hart joke says, say it with your chest. Let's get into it. The world is wrong, let's right it. The battle is hard, let's fight it. The road is rough, let's clear it. The future fast, don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. Faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. I know you're from New Orleans. I would love to hear, you know, how was growing up in New Orleans for you? And where did those seeds of entrepreneurship um, get planted? Like, where did that come from? Yes. Um, well, I have to put a plug and say you're a phenomenal woman as well. And that's another podcast. Whenever we start one up, you, you, you certainly will be a guest. Oh, thank you. Um, but yes, native New Orleanian. And I think that uh, I should share that I'm first generation here. My parents are from Honduras. I don't know if Ariel, I don't know if you know that, No. but uh, my parents, yeah, uh, are from Honduras. Um, mm-hmm. uh, English was their first, was their second language. Mm -hmm. So they were Spanish speakers. It was just an interesting household to grow up in. Yeah. Um, I think entrepreneurship um, thoughts came to mind from my older sister, who's just four years older, Mm -hmm. but she always dreamed of owning a gym and she does now here in the city, but she's just always been a hustler, a grinder and a risk taker. And my help, my, my part or my role in her growth has been on the tech side. So even some 15, 20 years ago when she's like, oh, I need a website and how can I get the, the message out? I was that tech person in background saying, hey, I'll, I'll teach myself HTML and I'll see what tools are out there. And as technology has evolved, so has her business and really so has my skill set and knowledge about technology um, and the inclusion of it in her business. Mm -hmm. So I would say those roots, yeah, those roots are from family, really. That's really amazing. The fact that you even taught yourself, you know, I think that is pretty impressive. So on that note, do you find that um, it's difficult to continue to to stay up on what's happening in coding and and or is that pretty like is it pretty much a language that you have learned and it's very fluent to you now and I only ask because I remember just the very baby steps of learning coding in high school just taking a class 
And I was like, this is another language. <laughs> so has it, it been is. pretty? It really is. Yeah. I think it has evolved so much to the point that you have, it, it's easier on, on one hand because you have tools, more tools to access that. You're no longer building uh, platforms from scratch, so to speak, with that basic HTML language that I was teaching myself way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, you have other languages that have evolved as well, just making it more uh, developer friendly, so to speak. I definitely don't code at this point i would Mm -hmm. say my technical skill sets probably stops at um user interface user design and just kind of having a knack for using um different platforms that have evolved yeah uh, have that kind of creative technical uh skill set that's a that's um it's amazing to be that flexible in terms of like because I think when you become so efficient in a particular skill set, being able to apply it to different areas of your business or different ideas that you have really provide for longevity, you know? So I'm excited to hear more about what's next and what's new for bypass lines. So can you tell us more about it, how how the idea came up and, um, you know, how it stands out from some of the other competitor meal ordering apps that's out there? Absolutely. Great question. So, uh, you know, I have a co-founder, Spencer Davis, Mm -hmm. and we have a similar mindset in the sense that we love technology, we love innovation, and we love coming up with solutions. So we were just talking about how it's such a pain point and a waste of time to stand in line for most things, right? So when you stop at whether it's CVS or whether it's Target or Macy's, when you're standing in line, just like, oh, oh, there's so many other things I could be doing. And I'm a mother of three. Mm -hmm. So there have been times I've been standing in line with three kids. I I was that that person. Yeah. (laughs) With baby crying. And it's just like, oh, man, there's such a better use of my time. Uh, There's so many other things I could be doing with my time if I had a tool that would help me in this way. So Mm -hmm. that idea was born out of, I guess, that frustration of how could we be more efficient with our time? How could we avoid standing in line? um, Or what tool could we create that would minimize the time we spend just wasting time? Yeah. And so you put together your, your technical skills with the problem solving skills and how long did it take you to go from idea to, let's say, your your MVP or just even a drawing or a sketch or, you know, what was the first piece of like, okay, it's alive. This idea is actually going to happen. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like it took forever. <laughs> look back, um, probably four years mm-hmm. from beginning and primarily because we bootstrapped. Uh, and are still bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. So, wow. of course, the the budget for development couldn't exceed the pot of money or the bank account, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's why it took as long as it did is the funding, mm-hmm. kind of slowing the process. Uh, and, but mm-hmm. we were very clear about what we wanted to do. Um, we actually started out 
with the concept of just going into a store and scanning items to purchase like you do in Sam's if you've ever used their scan and pay. But we quickly learn from some of the merchants, particularly grocery stores, that theft is a real problem. And mm. they didn't want to be invasive in their customer's basket. They didn't want to adopt that Sam's model of checking people's baskets. So that's when we kind of reiterated the process. So with the grocery stores, they okay. didn't want it to be invasive. Uh, so, so was it like an app that would be like you worked with them to kind of problem solve what would work for their customers and how you could yes. adapt your app? Yes. And that's how we went to market with an app. With most people being used to having the opportunity to have things delivered, that was certainly a question that came up over and over like, man, if y'all had delivery, then this this would be something I would really be interested in. So I'm excited to launch, to, to announce that we launched delivery just last week. So what? now we can provide that full service of being able to order and pay in advance and also be able to uh, have your items delivered to you, whether it's a plant or a candle or some food. That is amazing. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're super excited about that. Yes. So so for everyone listening and and for you to understand that what makes Bypass Line so unique is that it's it's all it's local, but there's also some other benefits to using Bypass Lines over some of the other competitors. So can you share why Bypass Lines is so special and how it's differentiated? Yes. So glad you asked that question because we get that question all the time, rightfully. Mm -hmm. Well, we like to uh, share that we are what we see as a community connector. So we connect nonprofits and universities with small businesses like your restaurants and your retailers. So a great example in a perfect world for us is having a partnership with an HBCU for example. Mm -hmm. As we know, HBCUs are typically located in less than desirable areas, mm -hmm. but they really want to connect with the community and support the community. So with Bypass Lines, with us partnering with them, we provide them with a donation based on their constituents, like their students and their alum, shopping at the local restaurants and retail retailers in their surrounding areas that are bypass line oh, that's merchants. Awesome. So we're excited to share that our differentiating factor is that we care about the community and mm -hmm. we want to be able to give back to the universities and the nonprofits. We are excited that those uh, nonprofits and universities are encouraging their constituents to shop which supports the, the, the local businesses, uh, again, the retailers and the restaurants. And then in the end, the customers also win because we provide rewards to uh, anyone who shops at Bypass Lines. So it's a way of trying to not only incentivize the end users to use the platform, but for wealth building um, right. and for savings and for supporting the community. That's so unique. I've never seen um I've never seen a delivery app that's so locally focused that and so into the community 
and giving back to the community both and on both sides too. Not only the mm-hmm. users of the app in terms of the the merch and the the students and the the faculty and all of that, but then you also have the actual merchants themselves who benefit from this increase in traffic. Of course, the more traffic you're getting, the more people talking about your amazing food or your service or whatever. So it just is a constant um, cycle of giving in the community. And I love that. And that's definitely a special differentiator. Have you all expanded to other cities or thought about it yet? Yeah, we're certainly ready uh, to expand. We have the capability of doing that with the platform. We were in U- in Houston with uh, the Neos there, but they had to close their doors no. out there. So that brought us back home. Yeah. <laughs> but certainly open and ready uh, to do business and partner with businesses outside of New Orleans. That's amazing. And what about any red flags that you've had along the way? I know that you know, you've been in business a long time um, and you took a lot of time to really develop the app and develop the the platform. Um, but along the way, were there any consultants or vendors or partners or any um, stakeholders where you kind of felt like they were maybe taking you away from your vision, where you kind of had to, because um, I know sometimes as founders, we get a lot of advice, we get a lot of mentorship, a lot of ideas. Um feedback and sometimes it's it's very well intentioned sometimes it's um just not based on any anything that's aligned with who we are (laughs) to be to say it nicely so have you had those experiences and if so kind of how did you navigate that you and um spencer your co-founder and and i think that's a major advantage of having a co-founder is when there's time to to, when there's time to make this decision, um, we don't make a decision without consulting with each other. So uh-huh. it, there's the beauty of being able to bounce an idea or um, throw things on a wall with someone who's equally as vested in the company as you are. Yeah. So I, we haven't really had that problem. That's um, good. I do. I can identify with what you're saying, though, because we've had ideas. Well, you know, if you just um, like before we were doing delivery, could you, you know, just add that component? I'm thinking, well, you know, for right now, we don't really have the money. Yeah. Maybe eventually, but this is our focus for right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we've had those conversations about this is our focus for right now, and this is ready to go. So this is where our marketing dollars have to go, right? Yeah. That's amazing, Mm -hmm. though, that you have someone to bounce those ideas off of. And for people out there who will be listening, um, how did you all decide on, like, the balance of your interaction? Like, is one person the tech person, the other one is more so, Mm -hmm. like, on the sales side? How did you all divvy that up? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great question um, because it's really a natural fit. Certainly are, when it comes to the business, evenly yoked. So I think when there's some mutual respect um, for rules of engagement, so to speak, so when someone has an idea and the other person really isn't feeling the idea, there's this sense of, well, let's look at this from a practical standpoint or let's look at numbers or let's see what research is out there so i think our approach 
in terms of when we are looking at our direction, um, it's kind of a data-driven direction. Like, does this make sense? Um, mm-hmm. And when I think about you asking more specifically about like kind of how you divvy up the work uh, with Spencer, he he's an engineer by trade. He has a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, so he's really uh, process-driven and methodical. Um, he thinks in terms of projects. He's a technical thinker too. So he has taken the lead, believe it or not, on the technical side. That's awesome. Um, and communicating with the developers. And for me, it's more of the marketing side, mm-hmm. um, diving into like customer profiles and um, which direction we should go with with um, with marketing and sales. Yeah, and him on the operations and development side. That's amazing. Well, it's good to know, and it's good to also um, kind of normalize that relationship because for a lot of founders, we don't really get the day-to-day, behind-the-scenes look at what people are doing. We a lot, a lot of times, we just see the highlights. We're not seeing all the work mm-hmm. and how, right. and the time, and the planning, and the discussions, and the meetings, and the Zoom calls. And <laughs> there's a right. lot, a lot, and I can only imagine too with being having a tech platform, but you also our community, um, really economic development on top of being a tech app. Um, you know, that's a lot. What do you think in terms of your, that you've had so many amazing, I mean, if I looked at your LinkedIn and if anyone takes a look, you'll be like, oh, wow, <laughs> she's amazing. You've had a lot yeah, of experience. Yeah. Working with organizations and with people in general, what skills do you think have been the most valuable now as a a tech founder you know what what skills have you felt like oh thank god i kind of had xyz in my Mm -hmm. in my toolkit yes i would say if i had to the first thing comes to my mind and i i would rank it on at the top for sure is people skills (laughs) Uh how to get how to work with people Mm -hmm. um because as I worked at uh, many of these in, in those jobs as, let's say, a supervisor or a program manager, I had to work with people that were, I, I would say, di- are difficult or may not be professional or right. may push your buttons that would have you looking unprofessional. Right. And <laughs> learning how to still maintain your composure, still remain factual and non-judgmental um, is something that I feel was almost like a, a, a test yeah. <laughs> that I, or a period of time, a rite of passage that I've gone through in working at many of these jobs. And not that I've arrived, but I, I feel like there's a awareness that I have now, okay, you feel yourself getting a little warm inside, but you know, you still, this is how you should respond. Mm-hmm. Keep the facts, keep the goals in mind. Are you, is your response going to lend to success, a successful outcome? So just having learned to manage those conversations, kind of that using that emotional intelligence. Um, that is certainly one of the advantages that I had in, in the job is most of it came with training, ongoing training, leadership development training, 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, that emotional intelligence training, how to work with difficult people. Uh, so by way of me just being in that education field, just having the opportunity to learn a lot from that continuous uh, learning and improvement um, field that I was in. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I love how you said it, that it, it's almost like a rite of passage because I definitely feel um, just in entrepreneurship and and really any journey that anybody might be on, but you go through those periods of like tests where you're like, am I am I seriously gonna have to deal with this right now? <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to do something great or my intentions are good or whatever. Yeah. And you do feel like um, you're you're getting tested by whether like you said it's personalities or things maybe yeah. te- on the technical side that should be working just fine and for some reason they right. are not. Um, but you said it's a rite of passage. And what really struck me when you said that was that we have to go through them. And I think sometimes people get stuck in them and Mm -hmm. they don't go through it. And you really do have to go through it to get to the other side and grow a little bit and then get through something else and you grow a little bit, but it's truly inspirational what you have done and Spencer too, you know, we're not going to forget Spencer, your Mm co-founder, but really you, you stand, um, you stand on your own as well, just in everything that you've done. So when you were a little you, sprite, Alan. yes, of course. Um, when you were a little graduate of Xavier and Tulane, you know, did yeah. you, yes, we got to shout them out. Um, did yes. you envision doing what you do now or what, what were you thinking you would do? Honestly, when I was at Xavier, my goal was to be a doctor. Really? I went there, yes, uh, with uh, majoring in biology, okay, and I applied and did not get in. Mm. So, needless to say, at that time, devastated. Like, Lord, what am I gonna do with my life? Where am I gonna go? Yeah. Um, but for me, at that time, just thinking about it, and my parents, as I mentioned, they were first generation here, and they came here and kind of was busting it, so to speak. Yeah. But my mom. She always said, you know, all I want for you is to, one, finish school, which meant finishing college. If anything were to happen to me, I want you to finish college. Mm-hmm. I want you to um, all, to go to church, and I want you to get a good job. And that's mm-hmm. kind of been my mantra of um, just kind of living my life is, of course, I finished school, but that continuous learning and mm-hmm. thirst for knowledge. Yeah. Um, and as it relates to church, it just has evolved to not only going to church, but also feeling balance, you know, understanding when you're out of balance and taking time for yourself to get back in balance. That's a Um, big one. And then, yes, on the job side, just doing something you love, something you're passionate about. Magic happens when you're in that space. That's crazy. That's pretty much been my mantra, yeah. Yeah, I love what you're saying because, you guys gave me chills when you said that because I think about how simple everybody, you know, all of our goals might be really big. Some, um, some of our goals, excuse me, might be really big. Some of our goals are, you know, like you said, just to be balanced and happy. And <laughs> and if I'm balanced mm-hmm. and happy doing what I'm doing, it doesn't matter what the goal is or how big it seems or how much work it yeah. it might seem like it'll take. At the end of the day, am I feeling good about what I what I'm doing and where I am? 
And I think that's a beautiful way to to take what mom, because moms have some great advice. And I think, you know, how you how you've taken it um, and and made it part of your daily life is really great. How do you find your balance? Like, what are some, do you read, watch TV, listen to music? Is Sharon in the house dancing? Like, what what makes oh, yes. you, what helps you balance? Are you watching me through my No, I swear. <laughs> I love to dance. I have three boys, and um, that is certainly one way I decompress. Like, if I'm cooking, I'll have the music on and doing some sort of dance and like mom that that's embarrassing (laughs) i'll try to do the dance that they do in style and like mom i'm like you guys oh we need videos yes we need to see (laughs) this (laughs) um but more specifically what i do to just come down even from the kids is in my room like I have a candle, I have a um, little oil that you can put the candle under and burn it Ooh, uh, so that you have like the lavender scent. Um, and I have an Alexa. And when I walk in a room, I can say, um, Alexa, I'm home. I've, I've, it's trying to connect right I now. know, I was about to say it's um, going to start I'm playing music. <laughs> I've programmed it. So when I say that, those words, I'm home. The, the lamp comes on on both sides of the bed and the uh, spa music kicks in and I'll light my candle. And I'm like, this, this oh, is nice. This so helps nice. me. I yeah. get hot tea. Um, so I, I, I'm, I try to be very intentional about coming down. Yeah. And my sister's a personal trainer. So as much as I can go to her classes in the evening, they're only 30 minutes. I, Let's so shout I, her I, out. What's what's her business? Can we shout her out or is it what's private? That? Oh, absolutely. Uh, she's uh, Her name is Carol Flowers. Okay. And she has a gym called Totally Fit Physique off of Reed Boulevard in the East. Perfect. Uh, phenomenal. Been in business very long time, 25 years. She used to compete as a bodybuilder. She's wow. 55 and still has a six-pack. Go ahead. Something. Three kids. So amazing, amazing woman. Y'all are amazing. Okay, so yeah, we'll share for sure. We'll definitely share. But that sounds <laughs> awesome. like that sounds like a very um self like self care, self love, just nice wind down from the day. I like how you have it programmed though. <laughs> okay. I feel like I have to be very intentional. I feel like I there's just not enough time. Right. There's never enough time. When you do your ritual, do you tell the boys, like, hey, do not knock on my door right now? <laughs> like... <laughs> I want to say that. Usually, I tell them at 9 o'clock, um, I don't want to have conversations. After 9 o'clock, I don't want to have conversations. I don't want to hear screaming and running. And when I'm, and when I'm in my room, um, I need peace. Yeah. So... I invite the conversations before nine o'clock. <laughs> <So they> know <laughs> right. In a broad sense that, okay, it's after nine. I see mom in her room. They still come in, of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come in regardless. But I do have that um, as a, a thing in the house. Don't bring any drama. Right. No bad news. No bad news. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. So before we wrap up, I just have one little sentence completion for you. 
And it says, I wish I knew blank when I was blank. And you can take your time on it. I wish, yes, I wish I knew about entrepreneurialism Mm -hmm. when I was in high school. I think that my trajectory would have been completely different. Really? Yeah, because my mindset in high school was, I'm going to find a job and I'm going to work for someone. And that's, that's kind of been the track that I was on for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, you know, I was working for doing some stuff for my sister, kind of helping her along, but I never really envisioned myself. Yeah. Um, being, let's say a CEO of a big company or of a tech company, like the dream wasn't very big, or the goals weren't just, crazy you know yeah. as they are now um yeah so i would I, I think that if i started out earlier that you can do anything you can build anything the world's your oyster in that sense mm-hmm. uh, i i would have been on this path a little earlier yeah i can agree with that too i wish i knew more about entrepreneurship when i was in high school because no one and i mean not one not one person said oh you know you can start your own business right like no one said that (laughs) it was always you know what are you going to go and do or like you know I you could take this test and find out what kind of job you'd be good for it was never like oh you like different things you might be a good creator maybe you should create your own that's right your own lane um so I I definitely one of the things I always say is if I ever get to a point in my career where um, I can really start giving back more of my time, then I would love to start mm-hmm. giving more time to high school students who are trying to figure it out and may yeah. need more options, you know, may may need more ideas of what's out there. Um, yes. Man, it would just make a huge difference, I think, too. It's such a pivotal time. I yeah. So before yeah. we let Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. And they're about oh, to graduate. Ahead. That's right. It's and usually folks are asking you or telling you to take the ACT and um, what do you want to be? You want to be a doctor, a lawyer, nurse, teacher? They give you this list. But I would say just recently I've seen entrepreneurship come up in that conversation. Oh, wow. It seems like there's more intention around including that as one of the options. Yeah, um, that's good. what I'm noticing. That's really good. So before you leave, what's next for Bypass Lines? I know you announced some some new things in terms of delivery. So where can people find, um, I know we have the website, if you can please share that and any other news you want to share. Yes, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes, we're super excited about the delivery, as you guys heard earlier. Um, also, we are partnering with uh, NOLA BA, the New Orleans um, Business Alliance, they are starting an initiative called the Meals Dress with Love mm. uh, initiative. And it's a program that supports New Orleans' local food economy. And by that, they're highlighting like minority-owned food businesses, and it probably will expand for now. That's the concentration. And they're allowing folks, whether it's locally or regionally or nationally, to provide a free meal to a loved one. So oh, you wow. can use the bypass line uh, platform or app to order a meal or provide a gift certificate 
and have the food delivered to someone. So we're super excited to be a part of that initiative and honored that NOLA BA is uh, working with us and including us in that initiative. It should be formally launching in September. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you so much. That and is kudos awesome. to Darren Cook, who's the founder for Meals Dress with Love. Meals Dress with he, Love. Uh, conceptualized. Mm-hmm. So you amazing. can go to the Meals Dress with Love uh, dot com website and okay. learn a little bit more and see the participating restaurants as well. Okay, I will definitely share that link um, with everybody as well because that is amazing and that's something that. People need to start gearing up because it's been getting closer to the holidays and people, I know mm-hmm. that it's not, um, we don't think about it until I think it's, it's on us. Like, oh shoot, it's November. I got to start thinking about, but there are people, I know parents, um, I know schools that start to think about how can we start giving back and this is a great way to do it. So that's really awesome. And yes. where can people find information about bypass lines? So you can visit bypasslines.com. We have information for any merchants who may want to sign up, any restaurants or retailers who want to sign up, as well as uh, end users, customers who want to see which stores are available for delivery. And we also have some national partners you can check out and order from um, many of your national brands on the website and be able to earn a reward back for all shopping at any of the, the, the stores nationally and locally. And then any of the large organizations like universities and nonprofits, if they want to sign up, there's mm-hmm. a, a place for them too at bypasslines.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, and follow us on Instagram, yes. Twitter, oh, wait, and yes. Facebook. <laughs> we have a LinkedIn profile as well. Yes, we cannot so forget that. Above. And that way you guys can stay up to date on everything that's going on. And make sure you actually download the app, okay? Put it on your phone. Then you go to the little thing in the corner and you share it with someone. And you say, hey, right. download this app. Okay, it is co-founded by a black, well, I say a black woman, but do you, I want to really clear this up. Do you self-identify as black or Honduran or black Honduran? Like, how does that work in your family? Because I want people to to be respectful of how you self-identify. Yes. Well, you know, for the longest, I would just say African-American, I'm a black woman. And it's relatively recently that I'm like, I guess I should be saying Latina, too. Yeah. So okay. I, I started checking that box, too. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So all of the above. So thank you so much, Sharon. Yeah. I appreciate your time and all of your wisdom and input and your stories. Um, just I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much. And thank all of you. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of Stay With Your Breast Podcast. If you're interested in being on the podcast, be sure to email me directly at sayitwithyourbreast, with an S, at gmail.com. 
Peace and love. Bye. I, a black, well, I say a black woman, but do you, I, I want to really clear this up. Do you self-identify as black or Honduran or black Honduran? Like, how does that work in your family? Because I want people to under, to be respectful of how you self-identify. Yes. Well, you know, for the longest, I would just say African-American. I'm a black woman. And it's relatively recently that I'm like, I guess I should be saying Latina, too. Yeah. So okay. I, I started checking that box, too. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So all of the above. So thank you so much, Sharon. Yeah. I appreciate your time and all of your wisdom and input and your stories. Um, just I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much. And thank all of you. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of Stay With Your Breast Podcast. If you're interested in being on the podcast, be sure to email me directly at sayitwithyourbreast, with an S, at gmail.com. Peace and love. Bye. Do you, I, I want to really clear this up. Do you self-identify as black or Honduran or black Honduran? Like, how does that work in your family? Because I want people to, under, to be respectful of how you self-identify. Yes. Well, you know, for the longest, I would just say African-American. I'm a black woman. And it's relatively recently that I'm like, I guess I should be saying Latina, too. Yeah. So okay. I, like, I started checking that box, too. <laughs> That's so beautiful. all of the above. So thank you so much, Sharon. Yeah. I appreciate your time and all of your wisdom and input and your stories. Um, just I'm truly grateful. Thank you so much. And thank all of you. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of Stay With Your Breast Podcast. If you're interested in being on the podcast, be sure to email me directly at sayitwithyourbreast, with an S, at gmail.com. Peace and love. Bye.